I'm Lexi. And I'm Meg. And welcome to this season four Script in Hand wrap-up, the podcast where two friends and theatre directors delve into plays and talk text, or in this case, talk about 12 of them all at once. <laughs> you make it sound so easy, Lexi. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's end of season four, my goodness me. I love a wrap-up, though. Let's do it. Wrap-up. I do. Sh- do you want to just jump straight into it? Let's go for it. Why not? Okay, well, you get to pick the first question, then. We need to go with Vivi's question, because this is my favourite. Put together okay. your Ocean Eleven heist team, but no two team members can be from the same play. Okay. Go. I sought clarification from Vivi on this okay. after she submitted it. Thank you, Vivi. Just to check, because it's been a long time since I've watched that series of movies, just how many heist members are there? Yeah. And she said we could have anywhere between... Anywhere amount we wanted, but if we were going to keep with a movie, the movies, it would be between 8 and 11, depending on which movie we're Oh, with. okay. I went for three. <laughs> what do you mean you that's, Oh, that's well cheating. I went for okay. nine. I, <laughs> okay, no, it's fine. I can I can think on the spot. No, no. I think yours will, you, you can have the elite team where okay. mine failed because <laughs> there's too many people. Um. Okay, so I went with Vanya for the brains. Okay. Dakin for the distraction. And mm, oh, Creon because of his money. Okay, only one of your one of those makes my cut. Okay, go on. Okay, so I had Creon mm-hmm. um, for the fighter yeah. uh, angle. I had Lisa from We Know Now Snowman Exist for the organisational skills. Very good idea. Misha from Squad Girls for the chari- charisma uh-huh. and to get into places. Masha from Vanya Sonia, Masha and Spike for the actress part of it. I think those two combined work. Ah, that's good. M from Peerless for the brains uh-huh. and the slightly ruthless edge. Um, Fat Leisha from Chewing Drum Dreams because I think she'd be able to get you things. Like you say, I need this tech. And she'd be like, give me 20 Got minutes. It. And she knows somebody who knows somebody who gets it. Uh, Rudge from <laughs> History Boys for the muscle. Um, <laughs> and um, Boris Beroskovsky for the contacts from A Very Expensive Poison. Your answer was a lot better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I had one more. I have one more. Janie from Funeral Director for her legal knowledge in case it was required for getting... Oh, very clever. Very clever. Very good. That's my heist team. Love it. Okay, here's a a general question for you. Uh, Which play do you think would work best as A, a radio play, and B, a musical? Okay, so, radio play, I've actually got two. So I went for Vanya, Sonia, Master and Spike because even though it is quite a physical play that's why i'm not about it i think the characters are really exaggerated and i think they could be picked out really well in a radio play and you could really tell the difference and i think it would be hilarious regardless of seeing it but also um i also picked chewing gum dreams because i think one person shows are quite they adapt well for radio plays um musical i said squad goals because for Squad Girls as a musical, we're kind of already half there because we've got the dance sequence, mm-hmm. we've got a range of amazing characters, and I think it would need very minor tweaks to make that a musical. It could be very fun girl power music. Yeah, girl power. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Okay, for radio, I went with How to Clean Your Room because I think that text just sings. Yeah, and is beautiful. Um, but for musical, I went for Amsterdam. Yeah. But in the style of London Road. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Beethoven. That sort of musical, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that would layer it really nicely into that weird, into that text. London Road is such a great musical. Um, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so if you could take 
any one character and get the playwright to write a one-person play, who would it be? I went for Eunice from Antigone, a biopic mm. of how she rose to be Creon's wife, mainly so I can cast Angela Bassett. I know, you and you were going to say that. <laughs> so obsessed. But actually what I wrote when I was writing my notes, uh, just amusing, I wrote, because I can cast Angela Lands, and then I went, no, Crobble out Bassett, and I went, I almost wrote Angela Lansbury. Well, I went, nope, nope, that's wrong on many levels. Um, I went for Posner from History Boys, because I feel mm. like... We do get a glimpse into what his life was like um, after the play, obviously, as we do with each of the mm. boys. Um, and then I wrote in brackets, or oh, Mrs. Lintot. <laughs> so we're sticking with the History Boys theme. But yeah, I feel like Posner would have a really interesting future and it would be really nice mm. to see his story after that play and see kind of what happens with that in modern tale. That's a great answer. Thanks. Yeah, I totally get that because we do just get that oh, here's what happened to me Yeah, for a little snippet in the future. And then like that sounds like a really interesting chunk. Yeah, Yeah. and he was my favourite character from that play, so. Fair. Which play would you recommend to someone who doesn't usually go to the theatre? So, definitely, Reasons You Shouldn't Love Me. I adored this play, and I think it's one that everyone can relate to in some way, shape or form. And I think it's Mm. a really, really, pardon the pun, accessible piece of theatre. Okay, I feel bad whenever I give this answer or whenever I'm going to mention this text. I would say to read, I would have recommended Snowmen. Yeah. Um, because I think it's easy, it's a quick read, it's got a good twist uh, that would make you yeah. want to see it staged, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then similarly on an accessible vibe, I think for staging, if it was someone to get someone new in to see it, I would. Have, I went with Squad Goals mm-hmm. um, mm. because I think that's got a non-traditional staging which people might think, oh, that's slightly more... You know, it's not in a theatre. Yeah. Um, it's got the interactive elements, so there's a lot of fun with it. So, yeah, those were my kind of thoughts. That was definitely something that um, Michelle was really keen on as well, wasn't it? With the whole ethos of that mm. play was getting people in that hadn't seen it before. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so which play, Lexi, surprised you the most that you had no previous knowledge of? Actually, it was a very expensive poison, you know. Yeah, that nice. From, I think it's because I had in my head kind of what I thought it was a bit about. Yeah. And then it had so, the breadth of form to it and the way it uses the audience and it's got puppets and the humour. And I thought it would be a straight down the line drama and it just had such imagination within it. But it, yeah, it really excited me and I'd love to see that. Mm. Um, I went for Antigone because I didn't yeah. think I would enjoy it. I thought this was going to be a Greek tragedy. As I said in the episode, I thought this was going to be a Greek tragedy. There'd be loads of different characters. I wouldn't be able to get my head around it and I'd be so confused. But that wasn't the case at all. I loved it and would love to see the show. And yeah, so that was my pleasant surprise of the series. Um, it's one of yours, I liked this question. Uh, which world of the play would be your ideal or pre- holiday destination? <laughs> so this is funny. So when I was looking, searching for my answer for this, I thought, ooh... Oh, we haven't... I mean, there's not that many to choose from. (laughs) You know, there's quite a few that are, like, not quite dark. But funnily enough, (laughs) with a pinch of salt, I went for We Now Know Snowmen because I love the mountains. Yeah, and obviously, like, I don't want to be in a situation where I'm up a mountain and I die. That's not what I'm talking about. Uh, But in terms of being in the mountains, (laughs) I love that. So that. But maybe, like... Day one or two of the expedition, not like day 10 where everything goes wrong. (laughs) Fair. What about you? I think I'm much more traditional. I went with Amsterdam. Yeah. Have you been to Amsterdam? 
No, I haven't. So, yeah, I would like to go and see that uh, mm. lovely city. It's beautiful, I've been. Um, okay, so... Let's have a listener question. Let's go for Kate's question. Turn one play into the Muppets universe, but one character remains a human, and which character is that? Loved this question Yes, yeah, so, so good. Well, what did you put? I put uh, Vanya, Sonia, Matter and Spike. Me too! Did you? Too. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I went for... Did you cast the Muppets as well? No, I don't know the Muppets enough to do that. Did you? Obviously. Okay, go on, don't tell me Okay, that. so I went yeah. for the human to <laughs> be on. Sonia, because I feel like Sonia... Me too! Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I feel like Sonia is the most down-to-earth that someone in that play can be. And I think mm. the idea of all this... I don't know how you... Uh, it depends how you take the Muppets, but the idea of all of this happening in her head is just fascinating to me. Um, but yeah, take the question on and tell us how you'd cast the Muppets. I don't really know any apart from Kermit and uh, Miss Piggy. So, same thing. Yes, Vanya, Sonia, Masha and Spike. Specifically with these Muppets. I want Sonia to be human. I okay. want Vanya to be played by Kermit. Yeah. I want Masha to be played by Miss Piggy. Of course. I want Spike to be played by Fozzie Bear. Of course. And I want a gender swap, <laughs> swap although let's be honest, Gonzo is non-binary, but I want Gonzo to play Cassandra. Amazing. Amazing. I'll pretend I half know who they are. We've... <laughs> <laughs> well, we, had a, we had a bonus answer for this as well, actually. Oh, did we? We did. I was discussing this wrap-up with Michelle Payne, author of Frog Girls. Amazing. And she said in Amazing. That, yeah, she said in that, and I quote, Jill Green, who I believe played the original part, would play Lexi, Miss Piggy would be uh, Misha, and all of the rest of her characters would play by the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> That's an incredible answer. Oh my god, I love it. Love it. It's an incredible question. Thank you, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Which play for you feels the most relevant right now? So I went for Reasons You Shouldn't Love Me. And mm. I don't particularly have a reason other than it just does. And I, do, I don't know why. <laughs> um I know that doesn't that's not a great thing to say on a podcast but it just <laughs> felt to me like the right answer and like the only answer that made sense to me. Interesting. Okay. I went with yeah. um, I went with a very expensive poison. Yeah, because well. I guess felt that well, Putin. Um yeah. but I just felt that played into global current events felt still quite relevant. Um but on the other side as well I went with uh, Amsterdam was another one I was thinking of. Mm. Just because of how that uh, migrant debate is seems to constantly be at the forefront of the Brexit topic and conversation and a lot of our <laughs> political mm. narrative in the day to day, and you know the difference she says in inverted commas in the commas between you know legal and illegal migrants and how people viewed them from native countries. Yeah. So I suppose were kind of where I was thinking as well with that question, right. Quick fire round. So I sat down to do this. I sat down to do um, Fuck, Marry, Kill. And then I mm. quickly realised so many of our characters are teenagers and I was like, oh my God. So there's not many examples for this, but I thought it was fun to do anyway. Mm. So number one, you've got Juno from Reasons Why, Mrs. Lintop from History Boys and Masha from Sonia Masha Spiken. Oh, I misinterpreted and I went to which one out of this place I would fuck marry and kill. <laughs> oh, okay, give me your three again and I'll, I'll give you my overall That's answer. That's because I covered out the answers because it was meant to be a surprise. So you've got Juno, Mrs. Lintot and Masha. Oh, I don't want to kill any of them. 
Um, you have to. It's the game. Okay, I'd marry Juno. Yep. I'd, I'd f- fuck Masha. I imagine she's probably <laughs> she'd be fun. Yeah, and for the reason of elimination only, I'd kill Mrs. Lintop. But no, I feel. feel oh, to be fair, da, da. I said actually in my overall one, I actually did say I would marry Juno anyway. So that was my pick for my. I was considered over all the characters Aww. of the 12th place. I said I'd marry Juno. And I said I would fuck Lockwood from the History Boys because he was once played by Matt Smith. Oh, yeah, true. Cool, good answer. Mm-hmm. And next one, you've got the Headmaster from History Boys, um, Creon and Zaid. Oh, that's all right, because I'd kill Creon because I had him on my list as kills. So if he died, I was thinking in a... Yeah. In a noble way, because if I, he died, then there will be subsequent less tragedy in <laughs> So I was doing it for the greater good. Um, and the for the greater good. And Zaid. I would... Oh, I don't want to... Oh, it's going to be fuck the headmaster, marry Zaid. <laughs> With great, you know, regret on the fucking part. I don't think I've ever said fuck this much on the podcast, you know. I know, I know. I thought it was fun to do. Anyway. What about you? Okay, I'm, you, did you... Okay, so I would... Yes, I would kill Headmaster, marry Zaid, and fuck Creon. Uh, I would uh, fuck Juno, marry Mrs. Linton, and kill Masha. Gosh, I feel very bleak doing this. <laughs> okay, let's lighten the tone to a serious thing. Which play should be yes. on the school curriculum, Meg? Well, all of them. Um, True. So obviously I would say Antigone, but we know that's already on there. Um, Mm -hmm. I think Peerless, I think because of the Shakespeare reference, I think it's really good when you teach Shakespeare, but also like shoehorn in the adaptations. And I know it's not always easy, you know, teachers don't have that much time to teach texts, but I think it would be really nice to show students that, you know, the work has a life beyond you know, how you know it as Shakespeare. Mm. And I think that's a really strong adaptation and one that not a lot of people know about. I certainly didn't know about it until you mentioned it to us, to, well, to me. Um, yeah, so I would say Peerless. That's a good, yeah. great shout. And obviously it's got fantastic Asian-American representation. Exactly, on the page, yeah. Which is fantabulous as well. Yeah. I went with um, Chewing Gum Dreams, Michaela Cole. Yeah, because I strong choice. I just think hearing the voice of a young black writer writing about that school experience would be really mm. tangible for for that demographic and age range. And I think as well, Michaela Cole, obviously, we spoke on the episode about how famous she is now. And I think that would be really nice from a student's perception to see, to read work from someone that is so famous. Mm. Agreed. Yeah. Okay, ridiculous um, listener question. And by listener, I mean Michael, um, as in uh, Michael Spencer, my other half. But he wants to know, if the plays were D&D classes, which would they be and why? So should I answer this one? Yeah, I'm going to pass on this because I don't understand the question. (laughs) So for all my fellow nerds out there, I thought this is actually a really easy question to answer. So for anyone else who knows D&D, the answers are clearly Antigone is a fighter class. We know now Snowman exists is Warlock. The funeral director is a cleric and paladin multiclass. A very expensive uh-huh. poison is a rogue. The history boys is a wizard. And reasons you shouldn't love me is a bard. There you go. Done. Amazing. Didn't understand any of that, but I'm sure there's people <laughs> that did and really appreciated it. So of a, of a similar question, if you could pick any one character for, to fight for you in a battle royale, who would you choose and why? Oh, Antigone. Because she does yeah. not back down from a fight. 
I said the exact same thing. Hey. I said Tig or Tracy. Yes. From um because they're both absolutely fearless. Excellent question, excellent answer. Mm. Um so here's another one, Meg. Which play would you like to direct the most? And which would you like to see um your co-host direct? I would like to direct the History Boys the most, and I would like to see you direct Vanya, Sonia, Masha, and Spike. Oh, thank you much, Lee. <laughs> well, after I said, I wrote down after Vanya, Sonia, Masha, and Spike because yes, it would obviously be that comedy. Obviously, but after that, I would like to um, stretch my muscles on a very expensive poison because the scope mm-hmm. really appeals. You'd be to great me. at that, and I think you'd be really good at that as well because it would require tons of research oh it would and i enjoy that it a lot. really would <laughs> yes you do i would like to take see you take on um how to clean your room or peer yes yeah i think because you, you yes. have such attention to text and and how to make it accessible and clear to an audience and i think those are two mm-hmm. incredibly textual plays um and yeah i think i could see you having a ball with those two. Oh, thanks that would be fun um, okay, so let's go to Elizabeth's question. Okay, so Elizabeth said, because a lot of the plays in this season have had characters in their teens or early 20s, which characters would you be interested to see as they got older? And what do you think their lives would be like? Mm, it was a really great question, this one. Thank you very much for submitting. Really well thought through question. Thank you, Elizabeth. Um and in a time-monitored tradition, I came up with two answers because I couldn't pick one. <laughs> Fair. Go for it. Okay, so my first option answer was Juno from Reasons You Shouldn't Love Me. Yeah. Because I fell in love with that character in Amy Trigg's writing. And I would be really interested to see if her acceptance and confidence kind of continue to bloom. And, mm. and as she says, we only kind of got the... I know we shouldn't be invested in her romantics... Um, her romantic but you are i know and i am and she and you know i want to know if the lovely date she was having with the lovely guy at the end was yeah went anywhere as a character so i said do you know and the other one was uh l from peerless oh okay yeah, i was yeah, really yeah. interested to know think does she spend her life pretending to be m and then i seem to have written my own version and gone i think she does and i think she goes on to be a ve- have a very brainy job and then one day she just cracks and either kills again or spills all mm. I think she kills again. Mm. Yeah. Of course, so my answer was Spencer from How to Clean Your Room. Oh, nice. And I think they become a world-renowned poet. Oh, lovely. Well, like I said the word poet really weirdly then. <laughs> poet. Poet. Yeah. I think Spencer grows up to be kind of like Jay is, I guess. Oh, that's a lovely thought. Oh, yeah. Well, let's wrap up then with our final question, mm-hmm. which is the trickiest one, let's be honest. If you could pick between all of our 12 children of the series plays, and I forced you to, do you have a favourite play of the season? <laughs> can I say three? <laughs> I mean, I stru- uh, yes, you can. of course you can say three, because I think it's, it's impossible to pick it down to one, but go for it. Okay, so the reason I said three is because, first of all, is History Boys, but that's because what the reason it's... On in this season is because it is one of my favourite plays. So I didn't want to pick that as my actual answer because it, that's why it's on the season, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, reasons You Shouldn't Love Me, because adore. And Amsterdam. Oh. And the reason Amsterdam's one of my favourites is when we did it originally um, with Cut the Cord mm. um, and their plays by posts, that was my favourite from then. So yeah, they're my three for different reasons. Fair enough. 
Yeah. Well, I did not include snow minimum when I was counting this because I've... Well done. Very difficult, I'm sure. Yes. So (laughs) I did not even consider snowmen in this thinking of this season, but it obviously is a fantastic play. Um, Yeah. But for me, I think it was How to Clean Your Room. Yeah. I think texturally and narratively it surprised me. The form was exciting. There is real lyricism in the text. And may I remind you, Meg? Pop-up tits. Puppets. <laughs> Plus that interview with Jay was just a delight. Magic. It was magic and it really um you know just enhanced my understanding and appreciation of a text even more and them as a player. What you mean now you know it's washing cycles? I mean, mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. I believe that's it though, Meg. That's all of our questions. We have finished wrapping up for Christmas. Oh, but we are going to endeavour to come back with a Christmassy or New Year's Eve special and drunk we special. We sure are. We will sort that out when I'm back in <laughs> back in my own hometown. I'm currently on Panto, folks, so I'm not. Yeah. I need to be in my safe surroundings before I attempt one of these. <laughs> not with again. people you've just met. No, that's not. That's not leaving with a bad impression to start with. Um, so. So keep your Amazing. ears peeled, your eyes peeled to the socials for that. And then, of course, we will be back in 2023 with season five. Crazy. Madness. Crazy. Thank you, Lexi. Oh, thank you, Meg. Aww. <laughs> it's been another fun <laughs> season of plays. And you know where to find us, folks, by now. Um, catch us on the socials at Script in Hand Pod on Instagram yep. and on Twitter. Drop us an email, scriptinhandpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find a link tree there on our Instagram and Twitter with links to our merch and our Patreon if you want to join in advance of season five. We'll have to sign up with a stage direction of our own making, though, this Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, As I go downstairs to put my pizza in the oven. Mm. And as I try to dissemble this homemade recording studio I've made from a bedsheet <laughs> and a cupboard and a dustbin in my digs... <laughs> I was going to say, don't we live such exciting lives? But yours actually is quite exciting. (laughs) Thank you very much, Scripties. We'll see you soon. Bye.